And and I think the biggest thing is people try to stop the recoil on a handgun. You're not going to stop it. I don't care how hard you try. (laughs) The only thing you can do is manage what happens after you squeeze that trigger. So I think by by burning that into your brain, it'll allow you a, a smoother cleaner trigger pull and then you can concentrate on what happens to the handgun after the bullet is left the barrel. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up in my stand, hunting off Wise presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge on the phone, VFO from Mountain View, Missouri, and in the studio, Red Moan Mike Crash Wayne cannot join us today. I don't know what happened. Uh he is not here with us. We hope everything's okay with Wayne and he got some probably some important things going on. But we have got a great show lineup for everybody. We got alternative season coming up. And before we go there, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Again, we're called via phone from Highway 60, right? You may hear vehicles going by. <laughs> but the, our special guest today, is he actually had one of the top three shows on our podcast, Mr. Eddie Owens. Eddie Owens is from Mountain View, Missouri. I've known him since he's a little boy. He's now about 6'5". What do you weigh, Eddie? 240? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> officially released that there were three bull elk killed during the elk season this year. Uh, there were two killed during the rifle season and one with a bow. Well, okay. So, so they didn't kill many elk this year. Well, they only, I mean, they're only allowed to kill five. So, you know, if you're, if you're figuring it up that way, uh, three out of the five tags, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. odds. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So, uh, but anyway, and, and we'll look forward to, you know, elk season in the future and, and bear season. And, um, you know, when I saw that this morning, and we're recording on Wednesday, I was like, well, that's pretty good odds. And then, of course, you know, I think all five bear tags were filled. Uh, what, what, weren't, weren't all the bear tags filled? Well, no, not all of them. No, uh, no not, in, not in our unit. No, we didn't get, no. No, didn't get to the quota. So the bear, because the bear hunt was pretty tough. I just was thinking about that. But, but isn't it an exciting time to be in the Ozarks and, and, and wherever you are? Now that, you know, we're, we're hunting elk in Missouri, we're hunting bears in Missouri, along with deer and all the small game and, and turkeys in the spring. And, uh, you know, even, even in Arkansas and, and everywhere else, it's just a good time to be a sportsman. It is. And Eddie, I never would have thought I'd have seen elk and bear hunting in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's just going to be mountain lions probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty <laughs> of them out there. <laughs> it but seems yeah, that's to be. pretty cool. You got to take your hat off and commend MDC for what they're doing. You know, trying to create these other seasons, which of course we all know it generates more revenue to help MDC, and they've got to keep revenue going to keep them healthy and strong financially. But uh, 
that being said, that's pretty cool to live here in the Ozarks. Moving on to another subject, yep. uh, let's talk some some football and basketball, local basketball in southern Missouri, northern Arkansas. We've got a lot of great basketball teams after the girls uh uh, let's talk about that, Redbone. Talk about our high school basketball. A uh, little high school basketball. Okay. Well, one, and we talked about this last week, and I, and I failed to mention it. I felt bad for it. But the Mammoth Spring, Arkansas Lady Bears are currently ranked number one in the state of Arkansas. And wow. uh, they are just, I mean, and they played in the state finals last year and graduated a couple of seniors. But the, the group they had coming back, they're just really good. I, I had an opportunity to see them play three times last week and actually called one of the games. And uh, they are just amazing. I mean, they've got great size. They've got great shooters. Uh, they play just a, uh, I mean, they play in your hip pocket kind of defense, and they play at full court. You need to get a chance to go see them play, Alex, because you will thoroughly enjoy watching those girls play. They are fantastic. And uh, then, of course, oh, yeah, the, I'm going to go watch them. And then, of course, on the boys' side, you know, it's still sorely in the season. We've got some really good teams out there. Thayer's ranked number five. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the West Plains Lady Zizzers. They're ranked number one in the state in class, I think they're class five basketball. And they just got beat for the first time this last week. So they're six and one on the year. And, and the ladies zizzers are. That's <laughs> something to watch those girls play too. So kind of focusing on the girls there. It's And we've got some really good teams in the region. And I know there are others, you know, in, in the, uh, oh, and, well, and let's not, not forget the, the Ava Lady Bears. Ava Lady Bears are ranked number three in the state. And they're. Oh yeah, they are really good, too. So, you know, with our focus here on, on the girls, and I know I'm probably leaving somebody out, but, uh, you know, looking at all the areas where we're on the radio, and um, every area seems like has got, you know, really one good team or two maybe that are kind of dominating. And then over on the boys' side, you know, it's, it's you know, Thayer, you know, is, is really good, although they're three and two, uh, but uh, they've played all class four or five or six schools so far, and all of them have been in Arkansas. They haven't played in Missouri yet, so uh, we'll see uh, where they go when they get to Missouri. But the big deal with basketball, Alex, is next week, starting Monday, the Monday after Christmas, and running through Thursday, the Kabul Holiday Tournament, which has become one of the premier tournaments in the region. Uh, They start 9 o'clock on Monday morning, and there'll be... You know, eight games through the day on Monday, and then eight games every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Thursday will be championship round. And it is always a fantastic tournament. I thoroughly enjoy oh, I thoroughly enjoy going to the Kabul Holiday Tournament. And I would encourage folks that have the time looking for something to do on those days between Christmas and New Year's, go watch some high school basketball. Yeah, I'm looking forward to attending that. I always go to it every year. Let's change gears again, NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs just squeaked by, beating the Texas Texans, and uh, I'm I'm concerned about the Chiefs. I'll just say it. What about you, Eddie? I I haven't, I haven't had a chance to follow it a whole lot. Well, I'm concerned. What about you, Redbone? Yeah, I'm not concerned at all. Uh, they were they were playing the Texans, and it, it and you know related to high school football, uh, the Texans aren't very good. They've only won one game all year, so it's kind of hard to get up for that one. It's kind of like. You know, when you got a good high school team playing a not so good high school team, sometimes it's kind of hard to get up for that game uh, because you kind of already know the outcome. And, and I think that's kind of the way with the Chiefs. And for the Texans, they had nothing to lose. So they're out there flying around, flying around. And, and I mean, they almost beat Dallas the week before. 
So it's kind of a deceiving 1-11, and 11, and that's 1-12-1. and 12 and 1. Their record's a little bit deceiving because they are a pretty good football team. They've just lost a lot of really close games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. concerned. Patrick Mahomes is still the best in the business, and uh, the receiving core is getting healthy now. Hardeman to be back this week. And uh, the running game's looking better, and the defense is looking uh, uh, pretty solid. So, yeah, I'm not too awfully concerned. Well, I am. I don't think they're the line on both sides of the ball are doing their jobs. They haven't been doing it the last two or three games. I'm really concerned. I'm a Chiefs fan, live and die Chiefs fan. But I am concerned. I'm concerned that we may not make it two, three more games. That's my concern. Well, so, well, I mean, there's, I mean, counting this week, there's three before the end of the season, so they've got to play those three. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, Redbone. Yeah, and they're, like and they're, said, I'm and concerned they're the, about the next three games. Yeah, and they're the number two seed in the AFC. They've already clinched a spot in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the ESPN power rankings, they're ranked number two. So, yeah, I'm... And that and that's in the in the entire NFL. So yeah, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. I am. So we're gonna go to a break. We come back. We're gonna talk with Eddie Owens about the alternative season here in Southern Missouri and the methods of hunting with a pistol. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more America Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're listening to my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love I've been on a big board For a while like to load him in the back of my truck Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you That you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move Well, you're wrong There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies These guys can predict the actual deer movement Exact time that a deer is going to come through Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use Wise Eye. Ammunition presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, calling via phone. Alex Rutledge here, and our special guest today, Red Bones, we discussed earlier in the show, is Mr. Eddie Owens. Eddie Owens is from Mountain View, Missouri. Eddie's been a special guest of ours several times. And mm-hmm. as I said earlier, his shows, uh, he has a lot of followers, man. He's just an old country boy from Mountain View, Missouri, a farmer and a hunter and a father, a, a husband, and now he's the new city coordinator. Uh, yeah, the operations manager. Operations yeah. manager from Mountain View, Missouri, Redmond. Yeah, don't know whether to say congratulations or I'm sorry. Some days will be that way, good Eddie. Because good days and bad. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, well, congr- I congratulations. It. I know that's a good thing. So, right. Thank you. So, so Eddie. We got alternative season coming up here on the twenty fourth. Okay, now now you like this season better than the the, the rut season? You think? Uh, it, uh, no, I, I I am a rifle hunter through and through. I mean, I love to bow hunt. Yeah, 
But there's something about opening weekend of rifle season, even the entire rifle season. It's more or less a it's a holiday that ranks right up there with Christmas for me. You know, it, it, and I was I was glad to see them incorporate other things into the alternative season because used to it was black powder season. Yeah, just black powder. Yeah, but now you know since I opened it up to alternatives, it it, it extends your possibilities. Um, where I hunt, I don't see near the buck activity during alternative season, which is part of the reason why I prefer the the traditional Missouri rifle season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, them opening it up to handgun, it was a game changer for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like I like the old smoke pole, but the pistol you know, more of a challenge. By, by adding the pistols in there, um, you're you're limiting your range and until they started coming out with the AR pistols. Oh you got an AR pistol? I've got I've got oh, an AR well, pistol and I've got I've got a, a revolver that I like to hunt with both of them. I'm more accurate with AR pistol. But uh but once again you're still limited on range. Your range is really similar to your muzzle loader with that AR pistol. It, and it's a three hundred blackout caliber. Um it's a fun rifle or pistol uh, to shoot, um, and it's lightweight. It's lightweight, it's compact. It's compact. Uh, I've just got a, a red dot sight on it, uh, and hundred yards is pretty much my my range on that. Which he said that's that you got to get them close, red A hundred yards with a pistol. I mean that. That's you know with with my rifle though I'm I'm typically hunting two to between two and four hundred yards so yeah hundred yards is a lot closer so yeah, it's a little more open up around Mountain View yeah yeah and, and if I'm if I'm using my revolver I, I like to keep them you know within fifty yards on it uh, yeah. but but yeah I mean it's it's a blast uh, since I've started pistol hunting I haven't taken my black powder out probably three four years now really? so but uh it's fine i mean i use it to to try and thin out the does but you know this late in the year person's got to be pretty cautious shooting a doe could be a Better good carry some good binoculars with you to make sure you're not better. shooting a button box yeah or or a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah this late in the year i've, I've seen a picture on on facebook uh this past week somebody found some fresh heads Wow, that so, drop their sheds right now usually is just so stressed and run down or crippled or something. Yeah. That's why they, they lose their hours that early. Yeah. But uh, it, it, what intrigued you to want to hunt with a pistol? The challenge. It's yeah. a new challenge. Yeah. It's like yeah. going from a compound bow to a re- back to a rig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't get the bow hunt at all this year because I, I broke my collarbone. Right at the beginning of bow season this year. Wow. So even you know when it came deer season, I didn't know. I, I, w- I was hunting regardless, just didn't know how bad it was going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's healing. Uh, I'll hopefully be you know 100% soon, and then be ready to go for next bow season. But I just when when it when I when I look at doe management, I like being creative with it. Yeah. You know, trying different avenues to. The tactics and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, One would be butt grits. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so you can't have you can't have uh, butt grits. Uh, 
the challenge. What kind of ammunition do you use? Uh, I use I use Hornady. Yeah, I use Hornady on just pretty much everything. Now, do you reload? Uh, I do. I do. Wow. Well, you know, we'll talk about that in another, maybe later in the show. But uh, so, so the pistol and you're shooting Hornady. Uh, what caliber is it? It's a 300 blackout. So it's 300 30 caliber. 30 caliber. Uh, I think it's 130 grain, 35 grain Hornady SSD bullet. Oh yeah, that bullet's uh, wicked. I love that thing. And then my my uh, handguns, I'm using a 240 grain Hornady NX. Wow. In my in my 44, but uh, but yeah, they're I already makes some of the best projectiles out there. Yeah. Um, and and if you're looking at factory ammunition, I just recently was, it. was witnessing guys with factory um, ELD match bullets and six grade more ringing steel, six and eight hundred yards. Yeah, in high wind, factory ammo, factory ammo, out of the box, consistently. Yeah. yeah. Now, what scope do you have? On your hand, yeah. Uh, I've just got a red dot sight. Yeah, so it's a it's a, a six hour Romeo five red dot. It's got a one point five MOA dot on it. So mm-hmm. at a hundred yards, the dots give or take three inches, and that's where it's it's usually in that three inch circle. What did you guys say to our listeners before we go to a break here? That may be what is thinking about hunting with a pistol. How how, how do they get started? Um, how do they pick their pistol? Well, they, uh, yeah. a lot of price point, and and you can you can put these these AR handguns together. You can usually get in one for five to six hundred dollars, and I would I would probably shy away from. I mean, and I'm I'm not big on a light caliber for white tail. I think it, you know yeah, you want to light tail six millimeter or bigger. Yeah. So there's several options out there that. And and you you definitely want to make sure that you're up on laws yeah. for handguns because yeah. you're, there there's a lot of laws on there that out there for AR handguns that a person doesn't think of. You can't just take a a rifle lower receiver mm-hmm. and build a pistol off and turn it into a handgun because yeah. that then it qualifies as a short barrel rifle and you got to have a tax stamp for that. Yeah. So read your laws. Make sure you're up on your laws before you even attempt it, and then you you can get a an AR pistol in almost any caliber out there, uh, five five six, uh, three hundred blackout, six point eight SPC, seven six two by thirty nine. There's so many options, but really the the price the price is is in my opinion in, in my situation has always been the determining factor. But before you attempt it. Make sure you are clear on laws, federal, good, good state, everything. Great points, Ray Bone. Yeah, excellent point. And we do need to take a break right here. And, and, and I'm going to have a question for Eddie when we come back. Uh, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll be back in just a bit. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Across the creek of a big old. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. 
cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Around your heart, so you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Eddie Owens and I sitting in my American Roots truck here in Mountain View, Missouri, at the baseball field, and we're calling into the studio. Eddie is the city operations manager coordinator, and Eddie is an avid, avid hunter, and Eddie loves to pistol hunt. He loves to trap. He loves to predator hunt, and we've got him here. He's our specialist because he's one of the greatest in here, in my opinion, that does these kind of things in our community. How old are you now, Eddie? Turn 43. 43 years old. You're married, and yep. you got how many children? Got three kids. Three kids. Uh, and they all hunt. Every one of them. Yep, they all hunt. Yeah, we talked about the handgun, how to get started in a handgun, and why, what type of handgun you need to, to select uh, if you want to pick it up for the alternative season that's coming up. And uh, you touched on some very good points. You want to check the rules and regulations. You can't just go out here and cut a gun down and make it into a handgun because of the law, unless you like prison. <laughs> well, I have a question, yeah. Alex. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, when, when we start talking about Eddie and, and anybody hunting deer with a handgun, uh, here's what comes to mind for me. And Eddie was talking about he, he's got a revolver he likes to use. And that's Eddie Owens and a doe walking down the trail. And Eddie steps out from behind the tree with his gun holstered, says, hold it right there, doe. We're throwing down. And then quick draw and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done any quick drawing in a while, so okay. those stand a pretty good chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the picture I, I get. That's just the picture I get. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I got a question for you. Do you carry any kind of shooting sticks with you when you're out with that pistol? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind do you hunt with? Um, usually, um, I shoot, I've, I've hunted with homemade sticks for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, cut your own hickory limb and put a fork in it. Yep. And you can lean it any way you want to yep. the desired height. Did you know that, Redbone? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. as, and it's uh, the same way with these CVA scout pistols out there. And mm-hmm. you can get those in 243, 6.5, more. I mean, the, the sky's the limit on that stuff. And they're, they're, I think those are 12 or 14 inch barrels on those. Yeah. You're talking 150, 200 yard pistols. You got, the Thompson Center on course. And that's you know very wisely, Mr. Whitetail. Oh, yeah. That's I what he's watching him. Oh yeah. man, he's 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 the pistol. Yeah. In my opinion, he's the goat of all time oh, yeah. pistol hunters. Yeah. You know. I, I I'd like to get me one of those. I used to be with T C many years ago and I've got several of the rifles. Yeah. And uh really love them. But uh yeah, I, I'm going to have to get me a pistol, Redbone. What about you? Yeah, well, it sounds pretty intriguing. It really does. But here's my question to Eddie. How long did you practice before you decided, you know, I'm good enough. I think I can kill a deer. Because I think that that's, you've got to have that mindset going out, especially with a pistol. Absolutely. It's, it's like, it's a lot like, uh, like shooting with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I've shot pistol for years before I actually learned how to shoot one, you know, and, and it's, you, 
it's practice. I mean, I, I, I probably, I don't know, I probably shot a pistol for five to seven years before I really figured out, you know, I didn't have anybody to show me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to say I use YouTube for a lot of things. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, Jerry, Jerry Mitchell on there, um, has got a lot of, of tips on, on how, how to properly shoot a handgun. And it's, it's just one of those things. If you can comfortably keep them in a kill zone at whatever range that may be, he always keep that range in mind when you're out in the field. Keep a range finder yeah. handy. It's 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 going to be a lot like shooting with a bow. Yeah. So, I think uh, if I may add to that, uh, the trigger pull. Once you're shooting a pistol over a rifle, uh, you're you're tend to pull it one way or the other. If you're left handed or right handed, by trigger pull depending on the trigger, a person has to pay a lot more attention to that trigger pull on a pistol than they do on a rifle. Yeah. If you go up there and you just quick shoot, you're liable to shoot up. Yeah. You know, and if you're right-handed and, and you pull it too hard, you're liable to pull your 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 gun to the left. Now, take it, put your hand out in front of you right now, Redbone, mm-hmm. and point your index finger mm-hmm. and squeeze slow and squeeze fast. And watch what happens when you squeeze fast. Oh, you're yeah. You hit down and left. Down and left. You know, so you got to learn to squeeze it slow. And believe it or not, I, I learned to shoot uh, by compensating for the trigger pull. So if I'm if I'm pulling low left seven o'clock, I will hold at one o'clock. Yeah, and squeeze and it'll be all dead every time. Yeah, yeah. think about that. And a lot of people are anticipating that recoil also. So yeah. they're, they're it, and you you can really see it if you pull a fast one, pull a shell out, and it back to them. So okay, I want to see how well you handle this recoil, and then you can see. What, what they're doing. Yeah, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you taught your kids that way. So you go out and shoot with them. You watch them squeeze the trigger and see if they pull a low left. Yeah. You can tell what they're doing. Yeah. So pay attention to your index finger, uh, right-handed or left-handed, of what you're doing and compensate. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing is people try to stop the recoil on a handgun. You're not going to stop it. I don't care how no. hard you try. <laughs> the only thing you can do is manage what happens after you squeeze that trigger. So I think by by burning that into your brain, it'll allow you a, a smoother, cleaner trigger pull, and then you can concentrate on what happens to that handgun after the bullet is left to burn. Good stuff. Really good, good stuff. stuff. Right yeah, and and so I'm I'm wondering, Eddie, do you do you deer hunt with a handgun uh, from a blind, from a tree stand, uh, just? I mean, in the open, setting against the tree. What are your methods? Yeah, do you always uh, do you always stand up to shoot? I mean, do you shoot from a sitting position? I mean, there's so many questions, and I guess that would all come with learning to shoot. But so many questions about yeah. just the the hunt itself and executing the shot. Yeah, and and it's it's a lot like shooting with a rifle because you don't have to worry about drawing the, uh, like you're drawing a bow. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be real similar to rifle hunting. Now, if I have to get stood up and turned around to shoot behind me, or I mean, because typically I hunt out of a tree stand. But the nice thing about a pistol is that it's small enough. You can, if you're hunting thicker wooded areas, you can spot and stalk like you would, you know, with say if you've got an old brush gun or a shotgun or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're you're staying a lot better chance of getting a shot off of that handgun. 
so spotting stock it would be ideal if you're hunting thick thick cover. Um, but I typically still hunt from a tree stand, so it's going to be a lot like shooting with a rifle. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to have shooting sticks with you if you're shooting a pistol. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're spotting stock. Yeah. And any setup, really, yeah. if you think about it, uh, they got the bog pod out there. Uh, you can, again, as Eddie said, he, he cut his own shoot sticks out of hickories and puts a fork in the limb, leaves yeah. a fork in the limb, and sets his gun in that and shoots and carries it right along with it. That's what Larry Wiseman, he's got yeah. a shooting stick yeah. he carries with him. So, yeah. yeah, we encourage all of our listeners, if you decide you want to hunt with a handgun or a muzzle, whatever, carry shooting sticks with you. It'll help you make. And apparently we have uh, lost Alex, so uh, we'll get him back on the line. We'll continue with more American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Wadden with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. For whatever kind of fishing you want to do, Denali Rods has got the rod for you. Based in Mountain Home, Arkansas, Denali Rods has got rods for all types of fishermen, from the Covert Series to the Attack Series. They are the rod preferred by Alex Rutledge and American Roots Outdoors. Find a dealer near you by logging on to their website, DenaliRods.com. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Alex Rutledge, and I love my Denali Rods. season talking about handgunning mr eddie owens a good friend of mine i've known ever since he's a little young guy you're quite a bit younger than me about nine years ten years (laughs) but anyway this guy he's a lot bigger than me too (laughs) but anyway great information from eddie eddie uh this is the last segment of the radio show and we've talked about people getting involved shooting pistols and we, we encourage people to have shooting sticks as they hunt uh, what I want to talk about in this segment, what, what are the key areas that you look for in hunting whitetail right now this time of year? It's a trickle of rut, still trickling just a little bit. But what do you look for and set up on these areas to hunt whitetail? Well, I mean, back here where I've been hunting, it seems like they've kind of tried to switch back over into like a feeding pattern. Into the food plots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got food. pasture, you got cattle. Yeah. I've got eagle seed food plots, and I've got to tell you, they are absolutely yeah. pounding them. They look, oh, and I say this often, Redbone. If you were to go to a golf course and look at a putting green, that's what you'd be looking at in my eagle seed food plots. Yeah, yeah and I'm feeding bug rits in off-limit sanctuary areas, and they're pounding it right now, too. Mm-hmm. We've got this cold front coming up tomorrow. Supposed to be minus two, yeah. uh, uh, 20 degrees, below zero wind chill. Yeah. 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 So, so what are you looking for? Late season is coming up here on the 24th. What are you looking for? Well, you know, it, when they're talking temperatures that cold, you know, they're going to need calories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that way with any animal where you're talking about whitetail or you're talking about predators. When it gets that cold, they're looking for food. And so I, I mean, my, my bet is I'm, I'm going to say food source. 
you know, if you can find a transition area between their bedding area and their and their food source, whether it be a, a, a hay field or a food food or truck, anything, uh, I think first should have real good luck. Uh, and if you got those coming through, and you could have a possibility of a, of a good buck trailing trailing through, you know, trying to find one that's that's coming in late. Yeah. Uh, These yearling does are starting to come in now. Early born fawns. Yep. 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 So there's still some straights that are still active, Redbone. Uh, are you finding any active straights still? Uh, I did. Uh, I was out last weekend and found active. Yeah, so. I found a straight, but I've got my wise-eye camera set up on several straights. And uh, they're not hitting all the straights, but there's a couple yeah. straights that they're all using as a community yeah, straight. Straights, yeah. 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 So, so straight hunting is still in the equation. Yeah. And food source is the main thing you want to look at right now. And, and safety hunting big timber. What do you want to look for if you're hunting big timber for these deer? Acorns? I would say acorns, travel corridors, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, um, I'd say there's probably still still several acorns out on the ground with the, in, in the big timber patches because uh, I, I really didn't think we'd have that many acorns with the drought we had. But, I mean, I've heard people say, too, and you get a, a stressful year, they're going to produce more acorns just to ensure, ensure their livelihood. Mm-hmm. So... And, and I believe it because, man, there's been so many acorns this year. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're in big timber like that, I would say I'd probably still be setting up on some white oak trees. Yeah. I want to I tell you about a product uh, that I've, we've teamed up with, this company called Tideweed. You've seen their company. I like their stuff. You, have you seen their heated gloves and their heated vests or jackets? Tempted <laughs> well, use my code, okay. our code. AMRO18, you get 18% discount. Oh, good. And, and, you know, this cold weather coming up, alternative seasons here, you want to stay warm. Let's talk about how you dress for cold temperatures. Now that we got Taiwan, I'm sure you're going to be getting that stuff. But how do you dress? Um, I, I dress in layers for sure. Um, start with a, a good base layer. Um, if you can find something, you know, with some merino wool in it, mm-hmm. uh, a good base layer. Um, when it gets that cold, um, I've got some, I've got some outer layers that are windproof. Um, I had to pay for them, but they're worth every day. I'm thinking when it's zero, yeah. you know, we, we kind of last year again, zero, it was zero on my thermometer in the oh, truck wow. and I was sweating. Oh my. But, but you, you, why do you dress in layers so our, our, our listeners can understand? You dress, dress in layers because it. I've tried just throwing on big bulky clothing, but it allows it allows for airflow through that, and and, and you can you, remove clothing. You can, yeah. As you get warmer, you can don and doff all you yeah. want, and and with the with a good base layer, it's going to wick and pull that moisture away from you into your outer layers. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're walking, you're you're uh, you're building a lot of body heat, sweating. Shed a layer, yep. keep on a trucking. Yeah. And you can't do that if you wear one thick, heavy layer. Then you're stuck in that. Yeah. And yeah. and by the time you get to where you're going, you sit down, you're going to freeze to that. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. get hot and sweaty, Redbone, you've been there, and it's cool temperatures. It's a good way to make you sick. So you don't want to overdress. You want to dress and carry layers. What I usually do if it's yeah, cold, exactly. and I know I've got a good walk. Sherpa lining is probably not the best for a base layer either tends to hold that moisture against mm-hmm. you and just freezes you to death. There you go. There you go. Great subject matter. we got about a minute left here. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the bonus segment coming up here on the podcast, uh, how to correctly shoot a handgun again. We'll reiterate on that, but also, uh, again, highlight setup areas where to close the deal on these deer, but also talking about your setups, possibly hunting with a blind, like the tide we blind. You've seen the 180 oh, degree blind. Oh, my. You also use your, my discount. You'll get a discount on those. I've got several. If you want to come and get one and use it, come and get it. I'll let you guys use it and get some footage. But anyway, uh, we've got a more great subject matter coming up after we wrap the show up here. And uh, Redbone, it's been a great subject matter, great content, and he's always a great guest. Yeah, he always is a great guest and always has great information, and he always piques my interest. And so I've already been online looking up handguns. <laughs> while y'all been talking so yeah that 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 may have to be in my future so alex it's it's time for us to wrap it up for this week and and and, you know i would just like to say before we before we wrap a merry christmas to everybody listening to the show i hope you get an opportunity i know the weather's horrible and travel very difficult and extremely cold y'all be careful and hope you get to spend your time with your family and friends and uh, remember the reason for the seasons and the birth of our our lord and savior jesus christ That's right. And I always remember this. Share the outdoors, Eddie. You want to yeah. say something before we wrap it? Um, I, I think uh, Redbone hit it. You know, it, it, it seems to me like it gets lost in, in in translation so often. Yeah. But it's just keep keep the reason for the season in mind. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You know our slogan here at, Red, at uh, American Roots, don't you? Yeah. Yes. I can't you want to say it? No, I'll let you uh, I'll start it out. When your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Outdoors bonus segment. If you're listening to this, you are listening to our podcast on your favorite carrier, possibly. Again, our special guest is Mr. Eddie Owens, uh, a longtime friend, a outdoorsman extraordinaire, uh, perfectionist, reloads his own warranty bullets. Uh, we're talking alternative hunting with pistols. He has educated us in the early parts of the show how to correctly use a pistol, but we're going to get a little more in depth on how to get started shooting a pistol, but how to also become a more accurate shooter with a pistol. So, Eddie, uh, Redbone asked a question during the break. He asked, do you recommend pistol shooters start out with, with a small caliber, then build their way up to the handgun? Your thoughts? Uh, absolutely, because you're using muscles that you don't typically use. You know, you use them in different ways than you normally would use them. So it's a lot like... You know, lifting weights. You don't start out off maxing out. You start off small and work your way up. So, you know, most of my practicing is done with a rimfire. It's cheaper. It's a lot easier on the ears, a lot less offensive to your neighbors. And it's, it's just so much easier to handle, but you still got just enough recoil there. So that would, It'll teach you how to control that. It'll teach you how to control that trigger pull or trigger squeeze and 
just try to manage that recoil instead of trying to force it, instead of trying to predict it and stop it before it happens, that's where you get your low left shots if you're righty or low rights if you're a lefty. Um, it's it's so much easier and, and cheaper to practice with a smaller caliber, and then you work your way up to your bigger center fire cartridges. And I know there's some people out there that, that would, you know, pistol hunt with a 9mm, but Personally, I prefer something with a little bit more punch, whether it's you know, a 357 Magnum or a 44 Mag or even bigger. You know, you go up to a, a 454 Casol or a 500 Smith. But, but yeah, definitely start off with a, a lighter, uh, cheaper round and to, to kind of help mm-hmm. train you on what to do when you go to that bigger caliber. Yeah, and I would thank you for, for getting the mechanics down and, and the muscle memory. That's what you were talking about there, Eddie, that muscle yes. memory uh, to, to get yes. that all perfected. And then when you do hunt with a bigger caliber, when you pull that gun to shoot, you don't have to think about that all of that in your head. It's, it's automatic. Yes. And, and you're ready to go and get that uh, get the gun on the shooting sticks or, or get it ready to go and, and make your shot. So, you know, it's just like shooting. You mentioned early on in the radio portion of the show. It's just like shooting a bow or, or even shooting a rifle. <clears throat> you got to practice and yeah. you got to make it where it's automatic and it, it becomes natural. And I, you know, I, I equate yes. that to, you know, kids that play baseball and basketball and football. If you're having to think about how do I throw this ball and then how do I catch it, well, you're going to lose. Yeah. It has to become a natural process and you have to practice, practice, practice until it becomes instinctive and natural. And it is a perishable skill, too. So even once you hit that sure. point, it takes a certain level to maintain it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think we want to add, I think we want to add to all the equation here of shooting a handgun. Uh, you want to wear hair protection and eye protection at all times while you're, you know, you're shooting. Uh, and I even carry it when I'm hunting. Yeah. Uh, I've got some electronic earmuffs. You can pick them up reasonably priced. If you see a deer, slip them down over your ears yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, until okay, you're hearing, you, you don't realize it until you get older. If you've been around loud noises, it, it wears on you, and, it and it'll affect you. I, I can tell I'm 58 now. I can hear noises, but I can't always make out. Like my wife talking for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make out what she's saying all the time. Like and she hearing. gets pretty hot-headed on me, uh, Redbone, Eddie. <laughs> Do you, you, have, you have that type of hearing too, Ray? Yeah, I'll a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I think the importance of shooting a handgun, again, as I just want to reiterate, is that learning the trigger pull and learning to compensate. If you can't hold that on the target and you're, you're torquing the gun left or right, depending on what hand you're shooting with, you learn to shoot that gun in, in a proficient way. Yeah. You'll become more accurate and you'll be more successful. And and probably wound a lot less animals. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah. recover more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but I think what's really good is how you touched on in, in Redbone's question is how to get started. You know, start shooting a twenty-two or something to get it down. And get your shooting sticks and practice with those shooting sticks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of my twenty-two shooting is done, you know, freehand. Uh, I've got a, a stand-up steel target. I'll back off 30 yards with my, my twenty-two and shoot it, shoot it all day, throw some paint on it, and it's good to shoot again. 
you know, my wife, my wife is very good shot with a pistol. She, she's a good shot with anything she shoots. Yeah. Mallory's the same way. You know, we, we, we used to shoot a lot. We will, with 22s, we do a lot of blinking. Yeah. Uh, you got any of those metal gong targets? Yeah. You paint them white? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Roland, I, I, I I'll share this with you real quick. If any of you have got any type of metal, uh, we call it a metal gong, and you can roll it, take your white paint roller and roll it every time you shoot it, mm-hmm. and uh, it saves you uh, replacing targets, mm-hmm. paper and stuff like that. But uh, the the gong, depending on you, what size you have, you can shoot up a thousand yards. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got I've got some plates that I've got for rifle targets that set out from four hundred to eight hundred eighty yards. Uh, so yeah. I don't shoot those close range with a rifle. Because then you wind up putting divots in them, and then then you got ricochets when you do that. Exactly, you got to be careful with it. Yeah, and know what's beyond your target. I want I want to switch gears a little bit here. Again, it's late season, and talk about the importance of feeding your wildlife right now, helping your wildlife through the winter. With these below zero temperatures coming, when the food sources are low, which it's not low in the Ozarks right now because we had a mass acre crop. And the food plots are eating really down. I'm feeding bunk grits in off-limit sanctuary spots right now. And again, I said earlier in the show, they're pounding it. But yeah. the bug grits is 10 12% protein, uh, 14%, 16%. I'm sorry, 14 16% protein, 10 12% fat. Yeah. So they got to have those carbs. It's got everything they need in here. And I can show you pictures, and you've seen my pictures, yeah. how healthy these deer are. Yeah. And they've been eating it year-round yeah. at my farm. And these bucks are still carrying horns. A lot of bucks are starting to drop right now. Sure. They're healthy. Yeah. So uh, I know you feed cattle. Does deer ever get into your cattle feeders? I've, I've caught them in there, although I'm in Howe County, so I can't I can't <laughs> feed it. Can't feed over. Yeah, they can right. eat their cattle they feed. Come in, they, come, they do come into our, our salt boxes, so I have caught them up there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're so you know they're craving that. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's where a person can legally feed, then I encourage it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but you keep an eye on your animals yeah. though with your yeah. wild eye cameras. You can look at your photos and see if any deer are not healthy, mm-hmm. and don't feed in the same spot all the time. You know, yeah. feed out of a feeder or move a spread around. feeder, or move it to different locations. It's the same thing with your cow feeders, move yeah. them around. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So not everything's congregated in one spot all year long. Yeah, well, Redbone, I think we we had great subject matter, and we're going to encourage a lot of listeners to possibly go out and purchase some pistols this week. <laughs> yeah, they may do it. I right, so I would just like to in, insert one other thing here, real quick, Alex. And we were talking about uh, you know where to find deer and talk about hunting in the heavy timbers. I've always found yeah. late season and in, in, in really cold weather, especially when it's really windy, find a lot of deer congregating in cedar thickets and and around yeah. the uh, honeysuckle. Because those yeah. will both yeah. act as wind barriers and, and help protect them from the wind. So somebody's out there, and I would think a handgun and a cedar thicket would be. I mean, those two would would just go together, or would just go together like you know milk and honey. That'd be a good combination because your visibility is limited in mm-hmm. there. So you need to be close anyway. So yeah, that would be good. Yeah, and they've got a good cedar thicket where they can hold up in this high, high cold winds. Yep, and uh, and snowfall that would be ideal. Absolutely. It will. Hey, I want to say this to all of our listeners out there. We're going to pick a winner. We're going to give away a free orange Hornady cap and a Hornady orange vest. Uh, be sure to listen to the podcast, leave a review, share your comments, share our shows to others, and you will be added to the list 
to win this great prize next week. I want to thank you again for listening to our shows. And Eddie, thank you so much for coming in. You're, you're a great guest. You cover subject matter so well. And Redbone, thank you for everything you do. And again, I hope everything's okay with Wayne. He didn't make it today, him and his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember the reason for the season is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our Savior, and God is our Master. And remember this, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. That's right, Eddie. You got it, buddy. You got it, Red Boat. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. 